the First Era Podcast. Special episode one. Greetings and salutations, Earthlings. My name is Scott, the host for this special edition of the First Era Podcast. This episode will not follow our usual format. Instead, we have only one feature this time, our fleet address, given to us by Susie. One of the earliest members of the First Era, Susie currently acts as the fleet's commanding officer, as she plays in-character Rear Admiral Susanna Batenberg, among others. For a more thorough explanation of how all this came to be, check out the First Era's inaugural podcast, as she was our first special guest. As the fleet's commanding officer, Susie has many responsibilities, which include, but are not limited to, being responsible for the proper functioning of all of TFE. She presides over various meetings for TFE. She chairs the online meetings. She compiles a monthly fleet report and sends it to the announce list, gives a Michael Thompson Memorial Award, the Star Award for Excellence, and the Flag Sim Awards when appropriate throughout the year. She is to ensure that the TFE website is up to date. And also, biannually, we are treated to a fleet address. So without further ado, let's get to that. For the July 2008 or 2158 mid-year fleet address, here she is, Susie. Greetings. I started writing this fleet address several times in the last few weeks. And each time I wrote a few sentences only to come to a stop. And it wasn't that I didn't have the vision or know what to write. It was more a fact that I had to get over myself. And that was something I only realized last night, the night before I wrote the fleet address. One of the key qualities that is very important to me and in my view is important to the future of TFE is leading by example. Yet how could I justify being CO or even the fleet CO when I was feeling that I was not living up to these these standards, my own standards, even more so when I'm seeing the high quality of writing and activities of so many of our simmers. What you all, what they and you all are doing in TFE in their own way made me feel like I was letting everybody down, especially at the times when I've struggled to keep up. Yet when I look objectively at the last six months, our sims have continued to thrive. We gained new members and all the sims just keep going in their own unique way and they've grown and matured and plots have improved and everything. And it was a conversation last night with a dear friend in TFE that inspired me all over again and helped me get over myself. I would like to hear you explain a little more about the pressures that maybe a new player wouldn't understand. What is involved with either being a CO or being the CO for a fleet? There's a lot of pressure there, isn't there? To a certain extent, I put the pressure on myself, but it's... You know, as the fleet CEO, I mean, I'm, well, to say in charge, is, it sounds like uh, I'm the boss. Well, in some ways, I am the boss. I expect of myself that I I can do as well as each of the other CEOs are doing. What I forget sometimes is, is that, you know, each person is unique in its own way. And each circumstances for each person are different. And I have to keep that in mind, including for myself. That's very true. And what I really like about what you project is the level of excellence that is expected in TFE. Uh, for me, it took a little while to get my head wrapped around really the need 
for the Academy process. But the Academy process is so important for ensuring a certain level of quality. And when you stand for something like that, that's a, a vision. That's, that's a direction everybody else can get behind. I, I think it's the quality that has kept us going all these years. I've, I, like, uh, I sent out an, an, uh, an email a, a month or two ago about 10 years worth of simming. Well, the only way we can be around for the seven, nearly six, well, six and a half, nearly seven years that we have been, is by making sure we have quality simming. Because if you don't have a quality CO and a quality sim, people are just going to disappear and the group will fall apart. So, yes, this, 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 this pressure is to keep going as well as we can. And which is why not everybody is going to make it as a CO. Being a CO is not as easy as some people think it is. I certainly agree. Let's hear more about that conversation that you were referring to. Well, it, it, it discussed about going into the story of a plot. Not just to, to be action-oriented, but also to be, to be able to develop the characters. And that's one of the other things I love about TFE. Is, is because it's not just about shooting somebody or you know doing stuff. It's how our characters grow over time. How they adapt and learn and, and screw up sometimes too. In character, and sometimes we screw up out of character as well. But, you know, how, how we've grown and learned from mistakes and, and move on. And that's what we were talking about. And that reminded me of the words spoken by my old mentor, Fleet Captain Hawk. Who else? <laughs> uh, he's also one of the founding TV members. And he said this many years ago. In fact, we were both together in a different organization. But I adapted his words to this group. And it, it still stands. Because TV is not just about me. Or just a couple of the COs. Yes, the COs are important. But it's about the people in it. It's about our members. You, as such, that make the sims and give them life and identity. And through that, we have a group. Because if there, you know, one sim is not a group. You need a couple of sims with life and identity to make up the group. Sometimes I feel like, well, there's nobody to take over. But long after I will have gone, this organization will continue forward. Because there's people with boundless energy and enthusiasm that like love this group as much as I do. And will continue on, even if I'm not here. And I've seen it with, with recent leave of absence I've taken. And if I, I've stepped down from, from, uh, from Forrest and from Darwin in the past. And I look at those sims and I'm like, wow, just look at them. They've just continued to go on. Because everybody, it's, it's not about me, it's about the whole group and about every single member. Each member is unique and it's like a big jigsaw puzzle. Everybody, we need everybody for the complete picture. Uh, that was the main, the main thing and my, my duty and obligation as a fleet CEO is to make sure that each, each of our members is given a chance to excel and go as far as their creativity and real life will allow. That's, that's, that's what Hulk said at the time. And it's this last bit that really sometimes we, everybody, f seems to forget. I mean, some people will not make it past Ensign. Some people will go on to CO or even be Fleet CO. I'm sure there's going to be somebody after me. I'm not going to be here forever. And my goal is to ensure that everybody is having fun and, uh, and a stimulating environment that challenges everybody uh, to rise there to their full potential. I'm and really getting the impression of the someone driving horses you know with with a wagon and and the six horses in front of it mm -hmm. you could try to pull the wagon or pull the sim and you wouldn't get very far but if you just guide the potential 
of everyone contributing, then you reach your full potential. Then you go somewhere. Exactly. I mean, the sim a sim wouldn't go anywhere if each of the horses, like you put it, and that's a very good anal- analogy. Each of the horses went in a different direction. You'd go nowhere. And it by by guiding the the enthusiasm, the ideas, the creativity. That's what the CO's job is. And and for me as fleet CEO, my job is to make sure that each of the sims do the same. So that the sim, each sim, you know, doesn't go off in their own direction. Yes, they do. Uh, they're independent sims in many ways, but we seem to still be able to guide them a little bit and say, you know, guys, have, what about this? That's why we have the occasional fleet plots. Sure, or maybe uh, joint plots with multiple. Exactly. So uh, just so, and then, then we just guide them in, into the direction where we're heading. For me personal, like I said before, I put so much pressure on me. Like you know, I'm expecting. The thing is, I know what I'm capable of because I've been doing it for so long. I'm sure there's other people out there in TFE that feel the same. And when you then ride an average log or some, do something where you know you know you can do better, it it can be frustrating sometimes. And what I forgot was the go as far as our creativity and real life allows. Above all, my real life changed this year, and I ha- don't have as much time as I used to have. And as a result, you know, it temp- you know, it, it has had an effect on on how much time I can spend on simming. Thinking, you know, instead of of thinking, you know, whatever I'm doing, it's not good enough. Look at look at so and so. Look at this person or that person. They're doing a fantastic job. I've now started thinking instead of so, you know, they're having a lot of fun. I can have just as much fun. And instead of worrying about being as good as anybody else, I'm just out there having fun. And when you have fun, the quality automatically gets added. You just you just don't realize it. That's that sounds like it should be a rule to have fun. Yes. Well, I think I've seen many sim reports that one of the 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 the, 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 the top priority and top thing that everybody has to do is have fun. So yes, fun is that's what we're here for. We're here to help people have fun simming. Well, balance can be very hard because once you get into a creative endeavor like this, you start getting creative, you start having ideas, and pretty soon you've got more ideas than you've got time. And that can be a hard thing to realize, too. Yes, very much so. And that could lead to some frustration. Exactly. That's that's what I was... Uh, was uh, and sometimes it, it, it paralyzed me. It was like, you know, uh, I wouldn't be able to do as good a job as I wanted to do. And so I got to the point, so well, wh- why do I even bother then? You know, and it, I just got paralyzed. So... Um, Stepping away from that and saying, "Okay, yeah, my real life have my real life has changed. Let's do the best I can within the new boundaries that I have." And I hope that, and I've seen it in other people too. There's a couple of uh, uh, a couple of friends of mine that also in other simmers, you see that their real life has changed, and they forget that they can say, "Okay, well, you know, it's not going to be quite as good as as I know I can do, but as long as they're having fun." It doesn't really matter. That's definitely good to remember, and never would we want TFE to be a burden on someone. It's it's supposed to be a place where you enjoy your time there. Exactly. It's, it's not supposed to be a job. We have enough of those. <laughs> it sounds like you're giving us some really good focus uh, for the coming remainder of this year, and some yes. good attitudes to keep in mind. Was there anything else you want to add finishing out this section of the fleet report? Just, you know, guys, make sure you have fun, because that's what we're all about. Okay, then did you want to get into the uh, announcements section? We made a number of announcements, the main one being that Rob, also known as Commodore Thomas Garraway, 
been assigned as Fleet Operations Commander and Deputy Fleet Commander. Rob has been around for a long, long time, since 2002 in fact. Over the years he's held various positions, including CO de Meridian. He's been Fleet Ops Commander. I think he was in fact the first Fleet Ops Commander we had. He's been a Deputy Fleet Commander, and he's extremely creative and very inspirational, for me at least, and a fantastic sounding board. So I'm quite, I'm very happy that, first of all, he returned late last year, but also that uh, he's taken on this role because he's, he's got a lot of experience to help everybody. Great. You don't have to go into too much detail because it's all listed on the site, but would you like to explain a little what a fleet operations commander does versus the deputy fleet commander? That sounds like two new roles, important ones. Well, the deputy fleet commander role is more more than anything that in cases that I'm not here, we have a designated person that will take over. Uh, more than anything else, that's how I view the role. Uh, we may have a couple of items on the list, on on the site, but at the same time, we need to look at revising some of the roles because that are online because we've we've made some changes since we put those out and not communicated them very well. But the fleet operations commander itself is responsible for the the, the running of the sims. So in principle, he's the direct boss of the COs. And he will keep an eye on the sims and make sure they're doing okay and help with ideas and suggestions and, and all the sort of things. Which would give me, as fleet commander, more time to look at more of the uh, the fleet itself as a, as a bigger picture as, as and also the OOC part of, of the fleet. Where the deputy of the, the fleet operations commander is, is more involved with helping to run the sims offhand because the CO is running the sim of course but guiding the COs and helping them where needed um, I can get uh, involved with more of the OOC parts of the fleet. Well that sounds like a good arrangement It's worked fairly well so far Okay. What's next? We have Natasha She took over as chief Academy Chief Commandant a few months ago We did make the formal announcement at the time um, We asked her last November and she was too busy with real life and she said ask me again in, in March and when uh, Rick uh, mentioned that he had to step down and didn't have the time for the academy job anymore, I remembered what she'd said. And Natasha has been an academy commandant before, and she did a fantastic job then. So it was worth the wait, and she's done a really good job. And I'm very happy that uh, she came back and is running our academy. She's also been on the Meridian. I think she started on the Meridian, and she's still there. Yeah, so as a result, the Academy Commandant is, is a senior staff position as well. So having her experience and, and background as a, as a voice and, and a, yeah, as a voice on the senior staff is going to be very useful to everybody. That's great. That That's a lot of work, and I see that's paying off for her, and I'm certainly happy to hear about it. Everyone uh, knows how valuable the Academy is, as we talked about that. Absolutely. Okay, the other person that we've, we've placed in charge of something was uh, Lieutenant Commander Boyle, also known as TC, plays on the Yorktown, and he's in charge of our TFE wiki uh, at www.firstera.net forward slash wiki. Uh, it has at the moment a lot of OOC information and we need to expand on that and, and work on that and that's what we've put him in charge of. He's, he's like the wiki admin uh, more than anything. And one of the other things we want to do is include our IC history into the wiki. What have the Sims been up to since they started? Because we have six and a half years of history now uh, already. Uh, we've had fleet plots, we've, we've got, you know, who's been COs, who've been doing what, and, and all this history that we're building on. Because, like I said before, I'm not going to be around forever. Rob won't be ev- around forever. So, you know, those people who know the history, uh, we don't want to get lose it. 
And to that effect, we have asked Advaro Randi, also known as Kate, to become our fleet archivist. So she will work with TC, and she's in- responsible for uh, making sure we get all the, the IC history together. Uh, most of the information we can find and is available basically in the SIM archives and on our Galaxy archive and announce list archives. But it's still going to be a very big job to pull it together and make it into stories and, and, and so on. And it's going to be a long-term project. It's not something that's going to be done in three months. Fair enough. That sounds like really good progress and really good focus for TFE in, this, in these past six months. I think we've done well. If we look back to, to where we started in, in 2008, we had some, some really difficult times towards the end of last year and early early this year but the, the sims have really turned around and improved and, and we've got more members we've had several members joined since uh, since the start of the year so yes we're definitely looking better than in January I've heard many theories as to the ebb and flow of the population of a sim some people say well school's out so the numbers go down and then I've heard just the opposite. Have you noticed any trends for participation and, and numbers? There are some trends, but the key one is that we keep advertising. We do see that in August and, and end of July already, there is definitely a downward trend with regards to new members. Participation is a little bit lower. People are on vacation. People are out and about because the weather is nice. Except if you live in New Zealand and, and, and Australia where it's winter now. But the largest part of our members are in the northern hemisphere, so you know, and people are away in the summer, so we are a little bit lower in participation in those weeks, and it can be worrying for COs, and when they go like, oh, there, this is an excuse, and so much excuse, and this person isn't there, but it, it, there is a natural, natural cycle. Usually in September, October, it starts to go up again. Towards December time frame, again, you see people getting busy with Christmas, New- Thanksgiving, and 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 vacation time again. Around the time of finals and exams, May June time frame, again, there is a phase where things may slow down a little bit. So yeah, that, there is a bit of ebb and flow. If we keep advertising consistently, then it shouldn't be too bad. Well, that certainly gives us good perspective. For the remainder of this year. Yes. So let's get to the finale then. What yes. were the awards that were handed out at this point? We have, first of all, we've announced uh, the winner of the flag sim. And I must say that the flag sim is something, is, is an, an award where command teams, our command teams, vote on their peers, on, uh, you know, who they think is the best sim of the fleet. This time we did have a tie between New Darwin and the Yorktown. Both are high-quality sims, and both crews have a lot of fun. And in the end, the senior staff had to make, you know, really look at, at, at what, you know, what are the differences? Where where can we say one was a little better as the other to, to break that tie? We found that the, the winner this time um, had a little bit more consistency. They were a little bit more consistent with, you know, one log a week per person. And a little bit more consistent on getting the sim reports out. And as a result, New Darwin was voted for and won the winner of the flag sim of the fleet. And may Let carry that for the end, till the end of the year. That is fantastic. I mean, I can speak from experience being on New Darwin and on the Yorktown. Uh, what a fabulous place both of them are. And uh, I know everyone on New Darwin's just thrilled and 
and I think deserving as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was really difficult to break the tie, and, and I don't want to say be negative about the York Times because they're a fantastic sim. But in the end, we had to choose, and, you know, only one sim can be the flag sim, and New Darwin was just that little bit more consistent. And consistency is something that I value as well, besides quality, of course. Sure. And it's not like the Yorktown is left standing out in the cold. Of course not. No. The Yorktown received the Star Award, and so did the Meridian. Because the Meridian as well is uh, is a former flag sim. I think they've won twice already, the flag sim. And the, f- the Star Award is the, the single highest unit available to TFE simulations. And they've shown a commitment to ex- excellence in all aspects of simming, and can rest assured that their sim will hold a place of honor in the history of TFE, knowing that their crew stand at the pinnacle of the first era. So both the Yorktown and the Meridian have been awarded this one, and they have done a fantastic job, both of them. That's great. They love it. It's it's a, a significant achievement. It's a it, very good achievement. I it's, mean, it's... It's a payoff for lots of hard work. Absolutely. And it's something everyone will be proud to put in their bio. Absolutely. And we also awarded a, a Starfleet Superior Unit Award, which is in many ways, a way to recognize a crew and a sim for being able to go through a difficult time or to get a goal from the Starfleet, uh, from the from the Fleet of Operations Commander t- and they reach it, for instance. And both Forest Outpost and, and the Challenger were awarded a Starfleet Superior Unit Award. They've both continued uh, logging, very quality logging, at times a little bit slower than other times, but they've both had some real difficulties in real life affecting the sims and in one case on forest we had one of our members have a major car crash and be in hospital for several weeks and all this and several command changes on the on forest yet the crew keeps on plugging away and logging and having fun and uh, for that reason forest got it challenger has plugging away and they keep simming and having fun they struggle a little bit with real life at times where where the the commander and the crew have to face that real life has to come first whether we like it or not but they keep plugging away and and that tenacity that endurance that does mean a lot that shows exactly. that to them tfe is very important and and Absolutely. thus they're rewarded for that yes exactly that's what we want to we want to say thank you uh, you guys just keep going and that's fantastic and the final award that i have there was the captain michael thompson memorial ha- award uh, that goes to individual simmers and again, it's, it's given to people that uh, have shown excellent dedication to uh, TFE to help it become a better better group. can be given for many reasons. And in this case, we've given it to two people that have worked quietly behind the scenes. Okay, one of them perhaps figuratively speaking quietly. Um, <laughs> but uh, for the first quarter of 2008, we awarded it to Kiel Lindstrom, Lieutenant Kiel Lindstrom. He's uh, one of the academy instructors. He's also known as Josh. And I believe he sims on the Meridian. In the period where Hunter was having difficulties with real life, uh, John was having some difficulties, I was struggling to keep up, and Josh just kept running in the academy, kept grading exams, and helped to keep the, keep the academy going. And we want to reward that and, and say, people, look at this. This is great. Really good attitude. That's one of the reasons he got the award. Well-deserving, no doubt. The, Absolutely. The academy is a lot of work. There's no getting around that. And it, it takes time to really look at that exam or to look at how someone is simming and 
that kind of effort should be rewarded. Exactly. And the second one, for the second quarter of this year, we've given to Lieutenant Commander Clive Youngblood, also known as Scott, our host for the TV podcast. Because uh, this this podcast idea, initially I was a little bit like, oh, is this a good idea? I don't know. But I think I've, you've, you've convinced me. I think this is a good idea. It is a di- different experience adding to the diversity of, of TFE. So thank you, Scott, for um, doing it and putting all the time and effort in to make this. Well, you're certainly welcome, and, and thank you for the award. I, I didn't do it for the award. I, I do this because it's fun, but I, I'm very I, appreciative. I know, and, and that's why we give you the award, because you don't do it for the award. Just in case anyone doesn't know, uh, who is Captain Michael Thompson? Captain Michael Thompson was a CO of the Yorktown a few years ago, and in fact he took over from me after I'd been CO and I, I moved on. And he um, he CO'd the Yorktown for nearly a year, I think. But um, he he was felled by cancer, and initially he was just, "Oh, I'm I'm ill." Eventually he said, "This is what's going on," and he passed away, unfortunately. Uh, but his dedication and trying to keep simming for, and COing for as long as possible is what inspired us to, to name this award after him. Well, that's very commendable, very respectful of, of that kind of effort. Absolutely. He, Bill is still missed. Absolutely. Well, we've sort of come to a conclusion of the fleet report. Is there anything else you want to add as far as looking forward to the next six months that we have in store for TFE? Well, first of all, congratulations to all the winners of uh, all the winners of the awards. And apart from that, have fun and happy swimming. <laughs>